You should celebrate yourself every day, but some days you should celebrate with jewelry. Whether you want to commemorate an unforgettable moment or just bring some added sparkle to your collection, Blue Nile can offer you expert guidance and a wide assortment of jewelry of the highest quality at the best price. Go to BlueNile.com today and experience the ease and convenience of shopping Blue Nile, the original online jeweler since 1999. That's BlueNile.com. BlueNile.com. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom. Like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, Right. For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. This is the Mischief Makers podcast, and I'm Charlie Russell, hosting brand new episodes chatting all things Peter Pan Goes Wrong, recorded on Broadway in New York City. I am so excited today because my guests are the incredible understudies on Peter Pan Goes Wrong on Broadway. So we have Bianca, Stephen and Brennan. Hello, Bianca. Would you let us know uh, who do you cover in this crazy show? Hi, guys. Um, My name is Bianca Horn and I play Gil, but I cover Annie, Francis and Lucy. Mm-hmm. Very good. Hello, Stephen. Hey there, guys. Stephen James Anthony here. Um, I cover, oh God, um, Chris and um, Max and, uh, and Jonathan and Trevor and I think that's and it. Robert and right? Robert. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I suppose the other one that I did. <laughs> I yeah. Remember that. Yeah. Hi, I'm Brendan Stacker, and I cover Gil, uh, Lucy, Annie. Sandra and Trevor. Oh, that's right. And it's a pretty exciting week for me to have you here, but particularly because it's been a bit of a week for us all, hasn't it? Yeah. Like it's timed out so perfectly. That's <laughs> <laughs> good. Uh-huh. Uh, so it started about two weeks ago when you went off, Stephen. Yeah, yeah. So I was, uh, well, as far as we know, patient zero uh, from this recent spate of COVID. Oh, listen, no shame, no blame. Oh, no, no, yeah. I mean, no but uh, but yeah, so I, I, I got it, you know, a couple of weeks ago and I went out and of course that doesn't really change the show because usually I'm just sitting off stage so that doesn't um, affect anybody normally. But then a couple of days later, right, we had... Um, Matt Cavendish went Matt out. Matt Cavendish went out. And, and you Ellie covered out. Yes, yeah. So immediately that uh, kind of turn the screws of our, <laughs> yeah. of our crazy like contraption of understudy covers right so we had a bunch of people um go on and then another two people went out you know a couple days later so yeah it's it was a really exciting crazy week um and then i was called back <laughs> i kind of a phone call asking if I would be comfortable coming back early and doing uh, Chris masks. And I said, yeah, sure. Uh, so, yeah. so I did, um, Chris who plays hook amongst other parts. Um, 
masked for two days and then I was cleared to be performing that without a mask and then we had our you know several understudies carrying on and we were all still in the show and and then people have started returning thankfully and the show has returned to some degree of normalcy yeah some <laughs> and degree. you had a you had a, a mustache on your mask I did that, that was, was probably was the highlight do you know whose idea that was Yours. Yeah. <laughs> no. Are you surprised? Surely it wasn't. It was my idea. I feel like me and stage management came up with that. No, 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 no. I, I said it like in a meeting. I put my hand up and I was oh, like, you... um, guys, this is semi-serious, but I think we should put a mustache on his mustache. <laughs> and I think maybe they Fair. had also simultaneously had the same idea. Yeah, What right. was so funny is in the first show, you had a kind of more like a pencil mustache on the first one as Mr. Darling and then yeah. a hook one. But the pencil one just looked like a weird mark. Like it didn't really make sense, did it? But the hook one yeah. really worked. So we, we kept that one doing for the next show. Yes, yeah. And and I mean actually I drew on the first two the first two myself. I felt, you know, like a bit of ownership over them. But oh, but it was also my fault as well that the, the the Mr. Darling one was a bit too low. I was trying to do like a like almost like a oh God, what is it? Yeah, like a Victorian, you know, husband mustache. Like those kind oh, of big excellent mustache. I love but the, how but the placement. you were. You're like well, you know, Victorian, Victorian husband. husband right I don't even know. <laughs> I don't know. I don't know the name. I should know the name of that style of mustache. I don't. But um, but yeah, you're right. It didn't work out. It looked kind of like a weird mouth. So but that wasn't that your one. fault. Like that's, it I was. think it's also. <laughs> well, you took ownership over it. So I did, yeah. Like, and thus I must blame. take yeah. responsibility. Yeah. I think more as well, it's like the audience weren't entirely sure as to the gag. And also because you don't know. Like it's not in the rules somewhere in Peter Pan that Mr. Darling has a mustache. So there's no, under, like when you see someone with a mask with a mustache on, it's like, oh, it doesn't necessarily trigger an, a memory. Whereas the hook mustache. Yeah, is true. More, there's mm-hmm. a lot of association with that yeah. style of mustache, isn't there? Yeah. yeah, I mean, it was a crazy week just to, for, the, for the listeners. So mm-hmm. yeah, Matt Cavendish went off. We, and but Stephen was already off, so that meant Chris Lees, who normally plays Trevor, as you know, um, <laughs> he then moved into his second cover, which I don't think he'd ever done. No, I heard stage. that was his first time yeah. doing mm-hmm. Max. So I had never done Max with him like that, only in rehearsal. But then, of course, that left Trevor uncovered, which meant that Brennan here went on as yeah. Tess. Yeah. yeah, that's right. First Tess on Broadway. Was that the <laughs> first, and was that the first time you'd done it? Um, I understudied for the play that goes wrong. I understudied Trevor, but that was the first time being on stage mm-hmm. as as a, a Tess or Tessa. Mm-hmm. I, yeah, I've got to say, I loved it. It yes. was. It's. I mean, it's. An, it's a one of the cool things about it was um, kind of the at the stage door, the reactions of some of um, the girls that saw it were like, "It's so cool that you know, like a girl's doing a guy's role, or you know, like mm-hmm. there's you know." Um, and one girl came up to me and was like, um, I do tech and I'm backstage. And like, it was so cool to see a female tech, like doing all the, I mean, this stuff and the crew of the show. Oh yeah. So correction, yeah. that was the second time you did Tessa. Right. Yeah, that's right. You, you had, had done, done it once. Yeah, you had done it yeah. once before. And the first Chris day you off. did it, it became like. Oh, Tess that's Jane. right. Oh my gosh, that's right. When when he was he was resting, he was resting, our and our yeah. entire crew. That's right. Oh yeah, my our gosh, backstage crew, our yeah. entire backstage crew made it a test date. They were all dressed as mm-hmm. tests. That's there was like a photo taken because it was like national test day. Yeah, so cool. <laughs> Dude, everyone I had that email. Yeah, no, yeah. that yeah, that was so cool. It was uh, yeah, that was uh, coming in to see everyone dresses as as Tess. It was so great, and yeah. well, because most of like the character. I base it off of the the people in the crew. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Honestly, like I take little tidbits of like 
you know, people like I took little tidbits of Beth, of Felia, of Liv, mm-hmm. you know, all of, you know, Megan, all of them back, mm-hmm. backstage, the, you know, the oh, baddies backstage. I love it. I, yeah. lo- I loved your test. It was actually, it was just so great. And it was such a nice uh, experience to have that on. But also that same day, Ellie Morris went off, who plays Lucy. So then Bianca was immediately mm-hmm. playing Lucy. Uh, but then later in the week, but you were doing a split track with the Gil? first day. I was just Lucy, mm-hmm. right? By day two, I think we were down four. That's and right. That's yeah. when the split track of Lucy and Gil happened. Oh my gosh! By day five. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, because we also then lost yep. Henry Shields and Harry Kershaw. Henry Shields's first cover being Stephen, second cover being Harry Kershaw. <laughs> Yeah. Which is why I was like, oh no, we're going to have to cancel the show. And then mm-hmm. Stephen's back on with a mask. And then the next, we're like, this is it. We're, we're at capacity. Surely, yeah. Yeah, this is done. Yeah. And then the next person who goes off, Nancy. Mm. <laughs> and I, there's no more girls, right? We're all on stage already. Yeah, You're right. already doing a split track. Like, this is impossible. I was I like, there's no, I'm covering guy split. Yeah, yeah. We no. can't split three Anymore. Splits. There's no more splits. <laughs> there's no more splits possible. We this can't do it. any more splits. This is done. So I'm like, right, okay, it's happening. First ever show cancellation for me like that I've ever had. It's, I can't believe mm. it. So sad. And then we get this email saying that Fred Gray, our associate director in Emergency Cover, is going to play Max. I was like, how? So it turns out he was on a plane. I mean, this is his story, and I can't wait to speak to him at some point. <laughs> um, he's on a plane on the way to the UK to come see us, to do some notes, to work in some other, you know, cast members. And he found out when he landed that he was playing Max. Unreal. Wow. And that was also his Broadway debut. <laughs> yeah, it was. And he comes to the theatre, and I was like, hi, babe. Uh, you got 15 minutes and then I need you on stage because we're going to go through the dance um, because obviously Nancy isn't here who's the choreographer. Um, but we did it. We pulled it together. Yeah. He's yeah. a star. Yeah. I can't believe I can't believe he found out when he landed. I yeah. thought. Yeah, we, we actually found out before he did. And yeah, he was like, apparently no planning way. on surprising us with yeah. his presence from London. Yeah. For, and then to we... Put in yeah, to put yeah, cast. Oh my goodness. Yeah, and then... We ended up surprising him by saying... He got the best surprise. He got what, the best yeah. surprise. He thought he was... Oh, like a bolt from the blue. Bianca, you played every single one? Or you didn't play Francis in the end? In one week, I played three of the four. Wow. Golly, day. And of course, Ryan, who isn't here today, um, was playing Francis he and has right? been... Mm-hmm. Um, he still week. is, yeah. yeah. He's, he's the last understudy standing in the show. <laughs> yeah, because <laughs> Harry's... Before he finally back. will be relieved of his uh, duties uh, by oh Harry, yeah. 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 Oh gosh, it's been it's been quite intense, and of course yeah. I go away on Monday, so have fun with that one. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'll try to be proud. Oh, I I'll cannot wait, Brennan. This is and so that'll exciting. be four, four or five. Yeah, you'll have done four of your five. Yeah, which is crazy because yeah, I did. Yeah, Tessa, yeah, Lucy, Gil. Because yeah, when you when you took over for Annie, I I took over the the split track. Mm-hmm. Oh yes, you did the split track as well. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Oh my gosh. Um, which was just all about quick changes. I mean, talk about the heroes of wardrobe. Mm-hmm. Oh, man. Um, For real. Like, I, that was honestly, I think, the hardest part of just, like, running back and tracking all of that. And But they track all the costumes, and I think that I, I was just... Shove, along, shove with love. Along for the, <laughs> yeah. along for the ride, yeah. For yeah. those who don't know, a split track is when um, you're basically covering two roles at the same time, and they, they worked it out. But because of the nature of the show... Um, you couldn't just be the same person but doing two jobs, could you? You had to be Lucy and then you had to be Gil. 
Yep. So there was all these costume changes, just for those who, who didn't sort of know how that works. And that's the other thing. Like, I posted on Instagram about the understudies, and I keep meaning to do another one for, for wardrobe that week because they worked so hard, and every so day they were getting the emails yeah. that we were yeah. getting. Yeah. It was outrageous. And also, also um, backstage, because uh, Liv... Um, one, she runs yes, one props, of the, yeah. part of the prop track. Mm. She had to go on as piece, little pieces of, of Gil because we obviously yeah. we couldn't do all of it because mm. uh, you were either on stage on stage as Lucy, yeah, something else. So <laughs> she stepped into that as well and had that extra work. So it was just like heroes all around, just like picking up. And I know it's yeah. the same for like a lot of shows. Obviously, um, have incredible understudies, but I would say it's a bit of a theme for mischief uh, that we <laughs> are a big team. And we have incredible understudies. Um, have so let's talk about. Has any of you guys worked in a mystery show? Have any of you worked for a mystery show before? Um, so I was the transfer cast from Broadway to Off Broadway for the play that goes wrong. That's right. And I had the pleasure of being fight captain for a year off Broadway. Oh, I didn't know. That. So I have helped to put in so many understudies. <laughs> For mm. Off-Broadway, for Chicago, that's when I met Brennan, because oh, I wow. was fight coordinator for Chicago, um, and uh, I hopped on the tour, so like it's been really fun. Um, Gosh, I mean, Bianca, what would we do without you? <laughs> Lost. No, it's amazing to see like how many <laughs> versions of the same character exist and how it lives in your body. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. You know, the comedic beats and rhythms are still there, which is what's amazing, but like every time you put... I, I love to think of mischief as like choreography because I have a dance background, but comedy is really like choreography. And oh, every yeah. time you put these steps on a new body, it's amazing. <laughs> I think that's one of the things that I felt in love with when, because I've been understudy on you know other shows, but mischief was the first show. So in Chicago, I started off as um, an Andy, uh, Andy, sorry, Annie. <laughs> Could be an Andy. Yeah, <laughs> Annie uh, Sandra Cover, mm-hmm. um, and then one of the actresses had to had to bow out, so I took over Sandra. But it was such a refreshing moment to be like, oh, I have ownership over this this role. I don't have to mimic exactly mm-hmm. what the other actress did. Um, I can have my own version of this character. And that was the very first time I'd ever been allowed oh, really? to not just have to go on stage and mimic, just mm. fill that space, fill that void. I actually could do the choreography, but have the, the intention or the, you know, the emotion behind it come from me. That's really interesting. Cause I worry. And I wonder whether that's, I've never wondered. <laughs> I wonder whether that's true of mischief, and obviously I believe you now, but it's, I appreciate that the show is quite prescriptive in terms of the choreography, the moves, right, the mm. jokes. Some things just have to be done in a certain way. And also the characters, because of their clowning background, like, yeah. and mm-hmm. the status and stuff. I've wondered whether it's a very prescriptive job for understudies. Have, have it feels are there like, elements of both? Or? It feels like there's a skeleton, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. like... Mm-hmm. The bones exist. The bones have to exist for it to be the thing. Mm-hmm. And, um, you know, when you talk about, like, the script and the comedic rhythms, like, that's the skeleton of the thing. But having seen, like, ten Annies in a year, each one was uniquely different, and it served the show exactly the way it should have because you're allowed to, like, give new breath to this framework. So, like, it does do that. And what is amazing, like... I had the pleasure of working with Maddie. I love Maddie. Maddie's one of my favorites. Yeah, Maddie DiCarlo, who is uh, the director here in the States. And um, 
he encourages play. Mm -hmm. um, you know, like he always says, like, I have a thought. Um, oh, he, now I miss him. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He encouraged, he encourages you with new thoughts and he pushes you to discover and explore who the character is within the framework. That's great. Yeah, it's wonderful. But Stephen, you've not worked for Mischief before, right? No, um, I'm kind of the the only total noob amongst the company who yeah, and it, never and it shows. Yeah, <laughs> I mean, yes. Yeah, yeah. I'm afraid so. We all pick yeah. on you, don't we? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I mean, so I, I mean, I did have kind of a part time job auditioning for Mischief shows. Um, so I, <laughs> what do you I, I auditioned for Play That Goes Wrong. Probably, I mean, not probably more than any show I had ever auditioned for in my entire career. Really. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I auditioned for every <laughs> yeah, single yeah, yeah. iteration yep. of the show. I auditioned for original Broadway Understudies, replacement Broadway Understudies, or Broadway Replacement, second Broadway, you know, first off Broadway, second Broadway tour, everything. Um, so, so I was, <laughs> so I was pretty familiar with the world, even though I had not, you know, actually uh, been a part of a production. Um, but yeah, I was just going to add to to what you guys said that, like, um, and actually, I, I found this with um, a few of the other. Um, uh, British or London transfers that I've done that I kind of appreciate the, um, I think it's mischief and, and as well, it seems to be kind of a, a um, a UK kind of, uh, um, thought process when it comes to, to building these things is, is giving you the, as you said, the, the skeleton, or I would say like the framework, you know, like the kind of, um, uh, the, the, the blueprint for, for the thing you're building. Um, and you can, and you can really find, like you said, your choices within that, you know, within this superstructure. And, and it's kind of liberating in a way, cause you're not having to build it from scratch. You're not having to kind of like flop around or <laughs> flounder around <laughs> as you try and find it. you you really do have a nice solid, uh, foundation beneath you mm -hmm. to, to build your version of it. And it makes it less intimidating because you guys are the, uh, you created this work. Yeah. So like, it's one thing to like do play that goes wrong with none of you guys in the room, <laughs> you know, to be like, oh, I understand play. Oh, I'm putting on Annie. I know who I am as Annie. And then to be in a rehearsal with Nancy, who is Annie, who created <laughs> Yeah. And so, like, you know, that can be so intimidating. Mm -hmm. um, right. But, um, and that would have probably been my next question. What, <laughs> what has it been like? And you, you can be honest. I, I can take it. Um, <laughs> you know, coming in and working with what we're often known as the OGs. Mm. I, is it horrid? Is it, does it add to the experience? Are we all? No. <laughs> what's, I, I think for, for, for me, what's really uh, great is like okay so you have the these these steps is choreography and then you you have positions that you need to be in and go in and then it's almost like reverse engineering mm -hmm. instead of like I think I'm thinking this there so I'm gonna move here it's like I move here so what am I thinking to get yeah, me exactly. there mm -hmm. um, outside in kind of informing right things. right and that that process but it's it's so helpful because sometimes you can get lost especially in like the clowning world and like the beats and everything it was it was so wonderful and I remember watching you guys in the play that goes wrong oh, on, in, Chicago. On, in Chicago and going oh 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 <laughs> oh yeah uh-huh yep okay uh-huh yeah yeah I get yeah where when you're doing it, you're, I mean, you're doing it justice, but there's always that like thing in the back of your head of going, is that, is that the right beat? Like why? Or is that like, is that where that is? Because like also culturally there's different beats and there's different, um, Rhythm. rhythms, rhythms. Thank really? you. 
yeah, just in the way. American I mean, even in the accent, and, even in the way that you speak yeah, and your yeah. cadence the and your musicality of the yes. dialects, as well. mannerisms, all of it. There's yep. yeah, right. So there was so much that was informed by watching you guys that wrote it from the that were the characters and it wasn't necessarily intimidating like oh I did that wrong oh I did that wrong it was more like enlightening enlightening in a way that like oh cool maybe I I can do okay I get that okay now I can play with that you know with me what I really enjoy is that um I mean like I'm an old school theater girl so like I love being in a black box. Give me a script. Let's oh, girl, I'm from Chicago. Uh-huh. <laughs> I hate you. Right? So, like, I'm like a BFA theater nerd, right? So BFA? I, um, oh. For our, for our oh. listeners in the UK? Yes, yes. I have a Bachelor of Fine Arts in theater. So I'm like a, a nerd geek. Um, I love reading plays in the dark and then, like, sitting in a corner with my friends and reading them out loud. So, like, yeah. I love players when I think of, like, old school you're in high school, then you just find your best friends. And what you're doing is you're playing, you're playing with words, you're playing with your physicality. And what was, um, what helped made you guys feel less intimidating? There's so much play. (laughs) You guys have been together for so long. And so like, I read the script before we started rehearsal. And then like, seeing it come to life with what you were, it wasn't even what was on the page sometimes. It's like, you guys were still improving and discover discovering why you wrote what you wrote or mm-hmm. why you did what you did. So it was like, oh, they, they're still playing. Oh, we're playing. We all have the liberty to play. Yeah. This is amazing. Like, mm-hmm. this is what eight-year-old me was excited to do theater for. It's and just, so supportive. Yeah. Yeah. Like, yeah. so again, like going on and, you know, having that, you know, anxiety of going on for the first time or, you know, just in the whirlwind of, you know, what happened the, the past, you know, two weeks or however long it's been is like, there's no way... I mean, possibly, yes, we could do it, but there was no way we could have done it with any type of joy unless we had the ensemble of you guys surrounding us and, like, that family aspect. It's just, I'll, like, I, I, I'll say it all the time, mischief is, is very much a, a family, and, you know, as an American coming into that family, it's like, oh, do I fit? Oh, I fit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Fits, yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah, and despite you all being... <clears throat> extremely British. You are like aggressively British. I don't. Um, I don't know. In don't spite know of this, mean. I have to say, to to a person, um, the company is is really unpretentious and and very inviting and welcoming. I mean, from from day one, and I've said this uh, to a few other folks, but like. I've been an understudy several times before, and and I've come into companies where like the understudies are very separate uh, mm-hmm. from the company, and you know it's like okay, that's how it's going to function here, and like you know you can you're kind of like all right, I can make my piece of that, you know, and and I'll do my job and all that, um, and this was definitely not that. Like from the word go, all of you just welcomed us in with open arms, and were like, you are a part of us, you are a, you know a me- an equal member of this company, and and it and it was really it was really wonderful. Yeah. Well, it's true though. Right, because we'd be lying if we if we behaved any any other way. Because considering the last couple of weeks, like, absolutely. I mean, you are just as much a member of this cast and company as Henry Shields. Because what do we do if if one of us goes off? You are in there, and and not only are you in there helping to make sure the show doesn't cancel, um, you're in there making it brilliant. You you guys offer stuff, and then we're like, oh, I'm going to nick that. <laughs> and, <laughs> yeah. and this thing that, like, um, everybody kind of 
forgets that you I I know one role and sure like I like doing it and I'm quite good at it but I know one <laughs> and I only have to know one and you guys have to know as, as we've said like four or five and you have to have them in your head and sometimes you don't get oh there was a show Stephen where you got zero no time, time zero minutes yeah. the show had begun yeah yeah so there were two uh, there were two in this run that have been I think actually my number one and number two closest uh or, or latest notice before going on um so the first uh the first one was when um you know we have first and uh, well you know we've kind of we kind of we presume who's first and second cover like w- which cover makes the most sense going on first and all this um but basically uh Ryan our fellow understudy had um gone out and then uh Henry uh, Lewis went out, and so I got a call from stage management like the morning of that I was going to be going on for Robert, which is a role that I had felt <laughs> that I was entirely, uh, you know, insufficient oh, and unsuitable for. He jinxed himself. There was a conversation. I, I he was like, I'm never going. I was yeah, like, I'm never going on for this. I'm so not right <laughs> for this. You and I you know? had this conversation <laughs> on stage. Well, you like, you yeah. like didn't know one thing. So yeah, no, was, and then we joked. And we're like, well, you know, well I'm not going to get, surely I'm not going to, you know, and I'm then, shooting just, yeah, Ryan tempting down, fate. Yeah. You came to me and you went, hmm? I'm technically yep. first cover. Yeah, I did, yeah. And luckily I had looked over the part again. Well, we <laughs> like had a the rehearsal day. like the day before. That yeah. Thursday. The day that Ryan went off. Was yeah. it the day? That yeah. Thursday. Yeah. Which that was, was like, like the first time I had touched most of that yeah. part. And then, and then of course, I got the call for stage management the next morning. And <laughs> everyone was so lovely and was just like, what can we do? What can we have? You know, so we had like a quick put in beforehand. And, and then I jumped in and did the role for like a week um which was amazing and really fun it was a very sexy shadow (laughs) it was so very (laughs) deeply confusing (laughs) it was a very different i mean a very different uh robert i think uh i you know i cannot in any way fill uh henry lewis's shoes so i just kind of did my own version of of it It whichever it was incredible Um, there's a skeleton and then it can be filled and it's 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 still that's it because you hit all the beats you hit all the notes you did everything we needed you to do but at well, the same I mean, time I mean I wouldn't give any all of them oh, okay jeez <laughs> oh, let's not get okay. him uh, <laughs> Totally this is true. We need to stop uh, inflating. I yeah, know. Can I have a huge um, head? <laughs> yeah. So, and I, I was like, well, surely that'll be the last, the most last minute notice I ever hear before I go on. <laughs> and then maybe two weeks later, uh, I was, I, I, I had walked up the stairs with my cup of tea. I was planning on, you know, sitting and reading backstage. And, and you what, know, did, what did Matt Cavendish And say? Matt Cavendish said the fateful words, you know, oh, gonna have a little time off are you you know you're just gonna go oh no have your cup of tea you know oh, you, you get a bit man. of a break now don't you you know and <laughs> and then sure enough about 10 minutes into the show i hear like you know Stephen anthony the stage Stephen anthony the stage or maybe five minutes into the show and uh and i was like wait what and i like ran downstairs and like there was like a bunch of flurry of activity and uh shields apparently had had um gotten injured or was you know unable to to carry on and so the again the amazing wardrobe department was like sprinting up to my dressing the room speed and like they did that was incredible. Chucking Y'all, on this theater my is I mean, five yeah. flights. <laughs> yeah, so that's a lot of running upstairs. Yeah, we should say too for folks who don't know like backstage backstage at most Broadway houses, with the exception of being Lincoln Center, which is like massive and has tons of room and spacious. And How crazy. do you know all these venues? Because um, he's a star. Not oh. sure. No, not sure. He's a Broadway but, but most star. Of these so old, this is my first Broadway house. <laughs> most of these old Broadway <laughs> houses are built vertically. You know, they're built within a city block. So they're these, these, you know, they have a, they look opulent and huge from the inside, but the backstage areas are really tiny and usually vertical. Yeah. yeah. So 
there's a lot of running up and down the Our stairs. Our costumes is in the basement, and they yes. are running six my, to five flights up. My God, these people this. are so with like pounds of of costumes. costumes. Yes. Oh, heavy costumes. Sweaty. Yeah. Moist costume. Oh, don't use that word. They deserve a standing ovation. But they do. It's an accurate word. Yeah. Uh, it's an accurate um, word. Uh, so, yeah. Anyway. My, 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 no. my costume no. is moist. No. But, yeah. no. <laughs> um, no. but that's it. And Stephen, you just went on even like within minutes. Yeah. 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 It was pretty wild. And, and again, the, the cast is such a family and such an ensemble. Everyone was taking care of me. And, and you know, it was it was fine. And luckily, I had done the role a, a couple of days prior. So it wasn't, you know, like a brand new role 10 minutes in, or five minutes into the show. But, but yeah, it was pretty, it was pretty wild. Definitely like, you know. Sh- One size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a, it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at UH1.com. That's UH1.com. Hey, it's Ryan Reynolds, and I'm here with Keith, co-star of my upcoming film, If, only in theaters May 17th. Do you want to tell people the big news... All right, I'll do. Sign up now and you'll get unlimited for $15 a month in six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan on us. Mintmobile.com slash switch. Upfront payment of $45 equivalent to $15 per month. Unlimited over 40 gigabytes per month. Face lower speeds. Videos at 480p. Active Mint customers by 531.24 get six months of Paramount Plus Essential Plan. Auto renews after six months. Offer ends May 31st, 2024. Separate Paramount Plus registration required. Terms and conditions apply if rated PG. Not out of a canon stuff, but yeah. <laughs> All right, so if you uh, if you had to cover a role that you don't cover, if you had to go on. Oh, in this show. In this show. Max, 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 Ooh, Max. Oh, Bianca's yeah. straight in there with Max. Wow. I've been wanting to be Max since 2019. You hear me? Re- oh, oh wow. so you do it in the play that goes wrong as well. I would do Max in my I would enjoy oh, Max. Would it be I like a Max scene or something like that? Whatever you want to call me, Max Maxine, it all works. I just want <laughs> That's to true, Max. Yeah, Max You know what? what? I just Max yeah. works. Max. Max. Mm-hmm. It's the heart. It's mm-hmm. the like, you think I'm good? Oh wow, I am good. Like it's it's yeah. the the pot the leaning into the positive mm-hmm. of like what you can be. Oh, I want to be Max in my real life. That's so sweet. Yeah. Okay, that's nice. Oh, I think I'd quite like to. I I quite like to have a go at everything, but I've uh I've always got this sort of me and Nancy joke about that. Really, I should be cast as Peter Pan. Like. <laughs> Right, like hands on hips, and I quite like to be um, yeah, sort of Janine and yeah. uh, this lady killer. <laughs> <laughs> right, if you've seen Via Van Goes Wrong, just uh, I think that would be quite fun. Yeah, yeah right. true. <laughs> That's such a hard question. You play so many, so I know <laughs> you could just say left. Um, left. Mm-hmm. I oof. so I I love flying. Mm-hmm. I found that I really in, enjoy it. Um, so I, I I quite like to be Jonathan. Yeah, you'd be good um, at that. Yeah, you'd be really good at that. Just flying, but then oh, but with the way Bianca was talking about Max, that would be so fun to you know to be the crocodile. Mm-hmm. So maybe if I could just like fly and then be on the trolley. Yeah. <laughs> mm-hmm. Split track. So I split. I'll just split track. Yeah. <laughs> be mm. fine. I mean, honestly, I feel like I, I I get a chance to cover most of the roles that I would like. You want to say Gil? 
Yeah, that yeah that's you, what I was going to say. That you want to. I mean, the Hamlet No, I want to see great. Sandra. I think you'd make an excellent Sandra. Yeah, I think I think Sandra would be fun. Yeah, I've also wanted to play Chris Bean. We should do a show where we where we swap. That'll be the midnight show. That'll so stay <laughs> tuned, everyone. So, the oh, late that night. That would be great. <laughs> late night show. Um, so I also have a question. Someone was saying, oh, what? Like, they, people make assumptions about what it's like to be an understudy mm. or what the role in, sort of entails. Do you, any um, myths that you can that you can dispel hmm. about being an understudy. I know that people are like, oh, you must be, there's, a, there's quite a nasty one, right? That's like, yeah, 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 yeah. I was going to say, and right, wanna... the kind of covetous, jealous person, you know, with, with yeah. their, the knife behind their back. Backstage. Yeah, like pushing yeah. people down the stairs. And you yeah. Hate, you hate oh. the person that you cover for. Or yeah, that's just Brennan. not true. <laughs> yeah. Tell me that's not true. <laughs> <laughs> no, it's horrifying because like you're, yeah. sir, you're ultimately like, what are we, why are we in theater? Yeah. Why are we, why are we actors or artists to begin with, it's because we believe in in telling stories mm-hmm. and and serving the story as a whole, or at least I do. It's like the play as a whole is very important to me. It's more important than am I playing my character perfectly or am I, you know, like it's like, no, I'm serving the story as a whole. I'm serving the the writer that created this 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 world. And it's not about me. And so as an understudy, it's like, well, what is my role? My role is to fill those spaces or those gaps when I'm needed to create the story and to create the world. And that's a huge gift. And it's, you know, it's not, is it lovely to go on every night? Of course. Mm-hmm. Is it? Is it lovely to get to play five different roles? Mm-hmm. Well, yeah. she does them well. <laughs> she does Quite them well. well. Yeah, no, but that's so well fun. So there's there's pros and cons. So you can't you can't ever look at it. I don't know from like a, a selfish point of view. For me, that's like oh, that's so upsetting to think that someone would think that I would want you. You know. Yeah, I think. I'll say two things. One, like particularly that troublesome when uh, for us we're performing with the people who created it. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! Yeah, yeah it's hard yeah. to want to like. Mean, you'd have like, to be quite like, for me to want to like covet yeah. Annie with Nancy. Like yeah. it's just weird. Like she made it. Like it's, oh my gosh! Like yeah. that's that that myth should just go away. You know, mm-hmm. like like you said, yeah. we're here to serve people. Um, the other myth that I hate is when people say, "Oh, understudies, they're you know they're not talented enough. That's why they're the understudies." <gasps> and yeah, I'm like, that is a myth. That is a myth. And I'm like, no, no. <laughs> I have been a, um, a principal character, and I've been an understudy in a show. I would say all the time, understudies are some of the most talented people you will oh, meet yeah. mm-hmm. because of what you said. They, yes, they can slay one part, but they can do five parts. Like that is such a gift. That is mm. such a unique talent to be able to fit all these different spaces and serve the show and your mm. company well. They are not not talented. Oh, they are brilliant at what they do. And um, it's such a gift to be a part of a company where you mm. have actors that can do that. Yeah, yeah, usually it's the person who's so talented they could have probably done three of the roles. And you go, <laughs> I wonder if they'll understudy because they can do three of them. Yeah. If they're that good. Yeah, from a casting point of view, if you look at it and you're, you know, you're auditioning someone and you're like, this person is so talented as this character. And then we have this other person that is talented in that character as well, but 
also, oh, they read for that one and they worked there. And it's just, it's mm-hmm. literally, again, pugging holes to fill, to, to fill and serve the, yeah. the story. But also, like, I, I genuinely wouldn't do a very good job of the other roles. Do you know what I mean? Like, we joked mm-hmm. about playing the other roles, but I, I, I don't feel, like, I wouldn't feel confident at all. And also, do I have, like, I, I, like I said, I just have to focus on one. I don't have to keep five roles in my head. Like, it's crazy. Yeah, I mean, it's like, <clears throat> it's also part of like, why, at least for me, why I got into this business is because I like getting to do a variety of things. And I've been mm-hmm. very lucky in my career to do a variety of, of roles and types of people. And like, it's such a treat being an understudy and not getting, I mean, I remember doing a few other shows where like people just be, get really tired, <laughs> tired of doing the same, the same role for a year or two years. And it's like, we're just constantly getting to do new stuff and continuing to challenge yourself intellectually as well. It's it's really rewarding. For you sure. did War Horse? Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yep. And so, like, that must be exhausting doing one role over and over again, because particularly, like, some of the... Well, I, I kind of got the best of both worlds because the first year I covered all the young guys in the show. So I covered every single young guy, and then I had uh, puppetry tracks. So I puppeteered the baby horse first year and then the second year I got to move into one of the roles that I covered mm. um so so I, I really I, I got to kind of experience both sides and to be honest it was more fun, <laughs> fun doing <laughs> a bunch of random stuff every night um yeah it's a it's a really great it's a great gig oh sure. yeah he's on a mischief alum but he's a Broadway he's, yeah. he's <laughs> sorry, I'm he's not allowed Broadway. to play America I, I only am allowed to play a fake <laughs> Brit that's my a fake a Brit. that's my Brit. lot in life and I I hate it this brings me back to um I'm gonna just I'm just gonna pick you up on a comment you made earlier. No. What about us being what was it aggressively British? Yeah, yeah. What are you so. talking about? <laughs> I mean, obviously oh, now know. I'm aggressive and British, yeah, but like, yeah. what what does that refer to? Uh, you know, I think I'm gonna leave it up to the imagination <laughs> of our listeners. Oh. You guys can fill in the book. Oh no, but I think people will want to know actually, from your perspective, what are what are the differences that you've noticed that might be either because we're mischief, it might be because we're original cast, or it might be because we're British. Like, have you noticed any of those things that are surprising, having worked on the show? There's one thing that I'd like to point out. Oh God, I don't understand. <laughs> I was quick, scared. Well, it's- immediately in there. Oh, I don't understand. So you guys say. So usually the A is like elongated. So like can't or, you know, like, so we say pasta <laughs> and you guys say pasta. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Pasta, which is how the Italians say it too. No big deal. But no, isn't it pasta how the Italians So it's say like, it. it's like reversed. It's like you would pasta. think we would say pasta. You guys say pasta. And we would say pasta, and I just don't. It, it flabbergasts me every time. Oh God! Where I mean, I'm like, do you want some? Do you want some pasta? And you're like, pasta. And I'm like, what? Yeah. we had that exchange today. I well, first I should say, like, not all British people say can't and shan't and path and grass because obviously, oh. depending where you're from yes, in Britain, true, true, true. you might say grass bath yeah. and can't. But I actually don't know who says can't. That's weird. Mm. Um, <laughs> maybe somebody. Maybe does. Jono. Yeah. Is anyone? Yeah. I, who <laughs> am I? What am I saying? But. Um, I think we have this thing that, because you guys say French words, French. So um, the, the the fish burger that you can get at McDonald's, what do you call it? Oh, filet. Filet. Filet of fish, filet right? Fish. Oh, you say We're like fillet of fish. Oh. <laughs> and it's a fillet steak. And you say ballet. 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 We say ballet. We, you say massage. Uh-huh. We say massage. Massage. And I think there is something about get a Brits, like historically, have been like, 
we're going to say a French word, but we're not going to say it the way they say it. Yeah, not French. <laughs> the French are our first allies. So yeah. of course we have an affinity, right? And we have a, a, a long history with them. But, an antagonism, I mean, yeah. Uh, yeah, a long time ago, yeah. to be fair. I, just to answer your earlier question, I would say, I think the, the thing that's, I guess, didn't, didn't surprise me, it makes sense, but I was struck by um, <laughs> the, the shorthand that you guys have. Because you guys have were school chums and have been a part of this ensemble for so long, you guys have such a shorthand and are so incredibly comfortable with one another. <laughs> I, was, I was very struck by that immediately, just like how um, intertwined you all are, um, which again makes sense because of how mm. long you've um, been working together and how many amazing projects you've done. I mean, sometimes it's so short, it's nonverbal. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, it's and it's impressive. like you could be there and something happens Tele- like uh, te- psychic psychically yeah. Yeah. and you're like something just happened yeah and they totally understood what what i think each nancy other was particularly saying. has a lot of like she she can just do with with a gesture to one of you guys and you guys we know what like, she wants yeah yeah yeah, yeah. i've seen it happen between nancy and and yeah. and chris chris yeah. leesk a yeah. lot too especially because you know tink and trevor but like yeah. i'm like how do you <laughs> and especially when she was telling me you know kind of some shorthand things or some tricks or whatnot. And she's like, you know what? Don't do it that, that way necessarily do it like with it with the cord and whatnot, because I've worked with Chris so much many times we do it a way riskier way. Like I just know I can feel him. That was a weird way of putting it, but like (laughs) there's like a kinetic energy between, um, that's, that's really cool that I've noticed as well. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, I can think of two things. One, It's very disturbing. Fanny pack. <laughs> um, Wait, what do they say? That's all I'm going to say. Wait, Wait, a bum bag. They call it a bum bag. Oh and when gosh. we say fanny pack. Do you wear it on your bum? Yeah, it's your butt. But Americans, we put it on the front, the back, the side. But Nancy said like a fanny pack is like a, a packed hoo-ha. I was going to say, because Fanny has a very different, a different meaning. Yeah, I mean, this podcast is mainly going to be uh, UK listened by Brits. Is it? Yeah. Exactly. It now. Okay. Yeah. These guys call it well, fanny do you wear pack. it on the front. So and they say, they'll say, sit on your fanny. And when I'm given that instruction, yeah. <laughs> there is a moment where I'm thinking, how? <laughs> um, yeah. Wait, so you say sit, no, when Americans say sit on your fanny. Yeah, I wouldn't say sit on my fanny. No. My fanny's yeah. very, my because fanny, the fanny my fanny's a very different the fanny thing. fanny is yeah. not, you know, it's not, but they would say you're. Well, buddy. technically, I'm sitting on my fanny right now. Huh? I mean, I, yeah. okay, wow. All right, so we've already got the explicit thing. rating for this podcast. Yeah. <laughs> so, um, the other thing is, I think it's so funny. Like, uh, you guys are like Americans have so much confidence. <laughs> um, <laughs> I love it. Well, we're the we're the over overconfident, undereducated people. That's all right. I mean, no, uh, I just think you have a wonderful sense of self, and, <laughs> and I think you have good self esteem. I mean, there is. <laughs> We have noticed in the show, like the the, the children in the audience are oh, yeah. way more oh, yeah. confident than the children in Britain, and right. it's a lovely thing most of the time. <laughs> like ninety oh percent of the time, it's brilliant, and ten percent of the time, I'm terrified of those I children. Mean, I mean, yeah. actually, that's very true. On my first one of my first Broadway shows, um, I was I was little, and it was it was Les Mis, um, and I, I I was a mature uh, toddler. Uh-huh. No toddler. Five. I was, I was like six. That's uh-huh. not taller. But um, I did at the end of the first act when everyone's you know spoiler alert uh, flopped over on the barricade and the things goes. I did stand up on my chair and yell, "They're all dead! They're all dead!" Wow. Because I was very upset that they were all oh. dead. And then my mom, my mom was like, "No, they're acting." And I was like, "I'm gonna do that." 
Oh, so that's an interesting turn from wow. being horrified by the death of these people. And no, I was I was mad. That I thought I thought the the show was over. That oh, I understand I Act One, and I was so upset that all these characters just right. were gone, and and there would be there was not going to be any like you know love like who Cosette. I so I didn't quite understand. But and then you were inspired. But I was confident. That. That's <laughs> that turn but I was is confident. Fascinating. Yeah, but I was confident. I know. When I, I grow up, dead. I will play dead. <laughs> I, I will basically do that. I have. To but do yeah, that we sometimes. are very confident. Confident. Yeah, you are. You are confident. Little children. I mean, I'm Haitian, so like sometimes I'm like I feel like a fake American because you know <laughs> I grew up in Haiti and mm. in America, and so like it's interesting to watch you guys experience America because I feel like I'm experiencing it too sometimes. Yeah. And I'm like, oh, yeah, 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 that makes sense. Because culturally, I'm like, yeah, yeah, my people are a little different. <laughs> but I'm so Americanized now. It's hard. It's hard. Yeah. I, most of the time, I absolutely love it. I mean, I don't know if it's an American thing or a New York thing, but I just really enjoy that people in New York tend to just sort of say what they mean. So that's definitely New that's York. New York. America. That's okay. New York. Yeah. Yeah, like, that's New York. They'll just say, you know, I, know, I can say that no, no. having grown up in the Midwest. Yeah. Um, yeah. Where there's a veneer of kindness. And Florida and the South. Yeah, yeah. 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 And, and, yeah and, and Brennan and in Chicago, South. right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. People, uh, yeah, smile. I had to get rid of the social conditioning of smiling when I was angry. They call it mid- Midwest nice. Yeah, well, yeah. Uh, Minnesota nice, actually. Minnesota nice. the state there that I'm from. Yeah. And listen, there's plenty of, there's lots of lovely people in the Midwest. Don't get me wrong. Midwest listeners, um, but, uh, but yeah, there's there's a there's a frankness about New York um, and the East Coast in general that's very I think refreshing. I imagine yeah. you guys yeah. that's what it, you guys are finding because it's frank but it's kind. Yeah. So you know yeah. you say do you want to go? You know where you stand. Yeah. yeah. You go oh you want to go out and they're like no thank you. People yeah. will always go, oh, say okay New Great. Yorkers um, they're not sweet. They're kind. Yeah. Like yeah. we're not like we're not we're not super sweet we're not sugar sweet but like you know if you need help I'll help you. Yeah, and then I'll absolutely. walk away. Yeah, like, we're kind. We're kind people. But yeah, I don't, New York. Yeah, yeah. that's a great so pretense. Which my is sister had it. All, I think it happened to my sister when she was here with her suitcase, where like she had this huh? giant suitcase. Is it your story? It's Someone had a go at them for like. Yes, it is your. You tell it. You tell it so well. There, uh, there was. I hope it's the same one. So like, uh, there was always. Um, I was at the subway, and there was this woman with like luggages and with like a baby stroller, and like. Another New Yorker was just coming down. It was like, you need help? Grabbed it. All came all the way down. Got them through and then just kept walking. Now, like, you're okay? You're good? Like, they made sure the person went from A mm-hmm. to B. No more needed to check in and kept going about their day. Yeah. 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 There's no, like, I see you. I see you need help. I got to go. Yeah. Like, that's not But they'll yeah, also say, they think that this yeah. is the bit that maybe happened to my sister. They were like, what are you doing? Why have you got such a big bag? That's crazy. Look after yourself. And then moved on. <laughs> take better care of yourself yeah exactly i mean very frank which is i i would prefer to know where i stand with someone Mm -hmm. rather than have this you know kind of syrupy sweet you know can i give my favorite new york city story please please i want to i was on a a subway and there was this like um maybe youngish girl in her 20s she seemed a little tipsy Mm -hmm. um Uh it was like later in the night and then there was this older woman um clearly like you know maybe 50s or 60s and it was an empty cart. There was maybe five of us. Again, it's late. The older woman got up, shook the 20-year-old girl and was like, wake up. You need to get home. <laughs> Safely. All right? We're going to do this. And I am wow. like, she was like, you need to get it together. All right, girl? Because you need to, yeah, we're going to do this. So like, yeah. she sat with her 
until it was time for her to get home. And I was like, I love New Yorkers. That yeah. woman was not about to sit here and let something happen to this tipsy 20-year-old. She was like, no, not today, girl. Not on my watch. Yeah. I love that. Oh, it amazing. was the best. I was like, yeah. oh, I love New Yorkers. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I do. I really do. All right, so uh, two more questions. One, Please. I want to know, as we're on New York, any tips any of like your mm. favorite places to go just for the, anyone who's coming to visit or any, maybe someone lives here and they just don't know to try this pizza place or bar or ice cream place or museum or thing that you like to do on your day off. There's this place. We just passed it on the way here. It's oh called Lily's. Ready. You're so and it, cute. Well, it just, it, um, they, they dress it up. So nice. it's like kind of like this, like, I don't know, Victorian maybe, um, themed bar, but every Halloween, Christmas, um, kind of they just it's decorated mm. all so cool and we were just passing it just now and what was it on like four, I think it's 48th, 48th. Mm-hmm. yeah 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 um eighth and broadway or something yeah something yeah around there um eighth and broadway between, between eighth and broadway seventh. or eighth and seventh oh. seventh and is it not cross <laughs> between seventh look and it up lily's fall seventh, <laughs> seventh and eighth on 48th um yes yeah, thank you. I was schooled by the Americans. It's so <laughs> No, I'm still learning this. That's city. the other thing New Yorkers do is like if if they if New Yorkers hear another New Yorker giving incorrect directions, they'll go, no, nope, and then they'll immediately correct the person who's giving directions. I love that. They don't want you to get lost. Yeah. 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 They're like, uh uh-uh. Yeah, that's great. <laughs> but okay. there are butterfly wings coming out of it on oh, I walked you on our way here and I I, yeah, I was. Yeah, yeah. So please go go there. Yeah. Um, it's very Instagrammable, isn't it? It is, but it's also just the ambiance is really cool. They have like these like like glasses that are these green glass and it's fairy and the charcuterie board is like to die for. Um, and the plates are have like, you know, like little flowers on them. It's just I mean, yeah, I've been oh, meaning dude. to take Ellie there because like she can lose her mind. Oh, you had a little moment. That was very cute. I, did. Um, <laughs> I would say uh, if you're in New York, get yourself a proper New York bagel. Um, oh, yeah. You you cannot get bagels outside of New York. New Jersey and Long Island proper bagels. Is it the in water? My it humble water? opinion. That's What's what it? the theory is. New, New York the water. Bagel. I've heard the water. I've heard a few things. I'm. I, I. I. To this day, I don't understand why someone. No one can replicate a New York bagel outside of New York. You can get great Montreal bagels and like other style bagels in the U.S. But um, so I would recommend going to Brooklyn Bagel. Uh, mm-hmm. There's an outpost in Chelsea. There's one ironically in Queens. Doesn't make any sense. Um, Brooklyn There's Bagels, also, excellent. Um, otherwise, um, Absolute Bagels on the Upper West Side. Um, the Bagel Shop upper. on the Upper East Side is where I get mine. It's it fine. It's incredible. It's fine. No, it's good. It's fine. How do, the, the fillings. Just go for the whole... The, the fillings. There no, are good it's fillings. Called a, so go it's called it. a schmear. I'm pretty so you sure say, you asked us for our recommendations. And daughters. And get some luck. Lo- yeah, locks on top. Uh, I'm going to sit in a room in Bo's a minute. Bagel in Harlem. <laughs> oh, yeah. Um, yep. Bo's Bagel is very good. I would recommend going out of Midtown. Hear me, hear me, hear me. <laughs> wow, so Stop, so, uh, yes, go see That's the shows. True. Come to Broadway. Yes, yeah, yeah, I, please, sure. please, keep Time's me employed. I appreciate you. But like, go uptown, people. Visit Harlem. Mm-hmm. Visit the Apollo Theater where Aretha Franklin sang. Go to Brooklyn. Go to Williamsburg. Go to Park Slope. Like, yeah, I hear Astoria. it. Yeah. Midtown is amazing. It is a spectacle. But travel uptown and go to Brooklyn. Thank you very much. I also so really good. enjoy uh, Greenwich Village and West Village, yeah. right? Like, yeah, it's so explore nice. Explore the it's city. Really Don't Union just Square stay. is great. They have a, a lot of yeah. restaurants around there. Union Square is great. Yeah. All right, then. And then finally, your favorite joke 
or moment in the show that you get or that someone else does mm-hmm. for whatever reason, even if it's not every night, maybe it's the only something that happens occasionally. Come on, give us your favorite Peter Pan goes wrong moment. Hmm. I think it's it's when um, Chris Bean as Hook goes um, medicine poison. Uh, uh. <laughs> it's a little Transylvanian. I don't know it? why it gets me every time. It's not just like, ah, ah. Oh. <laughs> like, no, I just don't like the way they. Mm-hmm. It's just so funny. I just, I don't know. Yeah, that's. I think that's my favorite. It's hard to pick a favorite. I mean, there's so many good. Okay, well, I have favorites of all of your moments. Oh no. So this is my favorite. So uh, Stephen, oh, no. when you're when you're playing um, Chris Bean, you're. Ah, the spoon <laughs> is so like you're trying so hard to be nice about it, but you're utterly furious with it, yeah, and it's really, really great. And then you always look over at me as if to be like, "I'm gonna kill her," but with this giant smile on your face, and that's my ah, the Midwest smile. Yes, the Midwest smile. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> and I noticed today when Henry was back on that he doesn't smile; he just looks. Like <laughs> But that's don't so change it. I love it. No, you. that's great. Yeah. And then Bianca, <laughs> in the same moment when you are Annie, yeah. your your sheer pride at having found this food. <laughs> yeah. It's so good. That's true. It's true. Very, 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 very pleased cute. with yourself. Yeah. Very, very cute. And then, uh, Brennan, when you've been on as Lucy, I've just enjoyed it all so much. But when, you, when you're trying to say your words, you... you come up with like other little words oh they were delightful I enjoyed all of those but also you give it all to me so <laughs> so it's as if it's as if Sandra has been coaching Lucy to get through her moment it's like a whole oh, new yeah. backstory that comes on when you're on and I just absolutely love it I think that might also be like your face is the like I just have to focus on one kind of face <laughs> so I'm like going on so I'm like I can't I'm gonna get overwhelmed so I'm just gonna look at Charlie because I, Charlie's face is kind and I'm just gonna but literally uh, every time any one of you go on and Ryan as well that anytime any one of you go on it's so dangerous for me because I find you all so hysterically funny that's just more reasons for me to corpse on stage and as mm. everybody knows I'm oh there's another there's another word invitation. corpsing <laughs> or do we use that in the US no not the no same not, way. Way. not the same way oh oh yeah so corpsing being you would say like yeah. go, what would we say Go, going up or like going uh, up yeah Maybe. No, no, going up. That's no. going up on a, like going a line, breaking. Yeah. We call it breaking. breaking. There yeah. we go. Yeah, yeah breaking. Yeah. Um, oh yeah, she I broke. Can, yeah. I can think of one of my my favorite moments. Uh, it's uh, shields when Annie's like, "Oh, there's a cab. There's a second cab. There's a third cab." When he's like, "And one for my hat." Yeah, <laughs> this, yeah. The physical discovery and frustration. <laughs> yeah, and he great. works so hard to find oh, an amazing answer. I mean, yeah, for him. and then just comes up with hat. I yeah. watch it. Five times a week. Like, it is yeah. so enjoyable. So yeah. thank you, Shield. Oh, yeah, there, there's, I mean, and we should say, <laughs> it's a final note for, for the Mischief fans thing. out there. Like, I, I, I have to say, they're a lovely group of folks. They're really fun to be oh, with. Yeah, the great deal. And we're really, <laughs> we're, I, I feel very fortunate. His knuckles are white right now. I know. <laughs> I have a gun in my head currently. No, uh, no we feel, I, I feel very lucky to be part of this crew and, and team. It's a really, really lovely group of folks. Yeah. Well, we're very lucky to have all of you. Thank you so much. And thank you for thank coming you. on the show today. Thanks for having This has been yeah. an absolute delight. Um, go and get some food and I'll see you guys in a bit. Cheers. Sounds good. Love you. Thank you. Thank you guys for listening to Mischief Makers Podcast. It's been an absolute treat and I'll see you next time. Bye. 
How would you like to look five years younger? In a clinical study, people that had volume added with Juvederm Voluma XC in the cheeks perceived themselves as looking five years younger at six months after treatment. Look younger, feel like you. Add volume for lift and contour in the cheeks with Juvederm Voluma XC. Reverse signs of aging by adding volume to smooth laugh lines with Juvederm Volure XC. For important safety information and to find a licensed specialist, visit Juvederm.com. That's J-U-V-E-D-E-R-M.com. Not for people with severe allergic reactions, allergies to lidocaine, or the proteins used in Juvederm. Common side effects include injection site redness, swelling, pain, tenderness, firmness, lumps, bumps, bruising, discoloration, or itching. There's a risk of unintentional injection into a blood vessel, which can cause vision abnormalities, blindness, stroke, temporary scabs, or scarring. Talk to a licensed specialist to find out if it's right for you. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more. And it's all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus... Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com slash pack for free shipping and 365-day returns. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus, get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details.